I've been having a impromptu ass day. I can only imagine. Like, like AT&T has a, a outage in my area. So, at least it's not electricity. I gotta be grateful for that. At least it's not electricity, but they had an outage in my area since 4.30 p.m. yesterday. So, I had to stop working early. So, I'm like, okay, cool. I ain't got no problem with this. Because I don't give a fuck. Then I woke up this morning. They said the outage should have been till 9 o'clock. Then I woke up this morning. Still no fucking internet. Unplugged the modem. Still no fucking internet. Reset the modem. Still no fucking internet. Got on the ring camera. Neighbors still saying it's an outage. Call AT&T. They was like, oh, we should get it up and running by the end of the day. Nigga, what the fuck does that mean? Y'all said that yesterday. So I was like, damn, it's too late in the morning. The girls already went on the bus. I said, it's too late in the morning for me to go to the office because then I would have to set up who's going to pick the girls up because I'm not going to get here in time. I was like, I should just call out. So I called out and I was like, okay, I already having a field day. So I was like, I'm going to just go to her field day. She wasn't expecting me to come. So I went there and I was like, I might as well check out the girls so I'm not stuck on like somebody's time clock to get them from the bus. So I ended up checking out Ari and Anya, who was out dilly dallying until about 1.30, came home. That took me a goddamn adult nap that I needed. Got up, made sure they ate something, made them a shower, and they got in bed. Now I'm sitting here, I'm just like, the damn internet still's not up. So I was just like, okay, let me format a plan. So I called my brother and I was like, hey, I said, you going out of town tomorrow? He's like, yeah. I said, what time your flight leave? He was like, 7 o'clock. I said, fuck. I said, you can't be my person to get the girls. So I was like, I'm probably going to have to have our dad do it. Which, uh, he does that for, like, birthdays. Fun shit. He doesn't do pick up from school, handle it for like emergency. So it's rare that he's my emergency person because my brother's like five minutes away from the girls' school. So I text him the situation. He has yet to respond. I know he's cussing. But I can't impromptu take off two days in a row because it's going to be like, bitch, what are you doing? Um, So yeah, I probably have to go to the office tomorrow. I want to do um, the marketing for the episodes, but the office be blocking out people's internet, so it might be lagging. So that's just my situation. So I'm just like, okay, what can I wear tomorrow that's not hot that my ass cheeks won't be clapping too much in the skirt? <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'm sitting here going through dress after skirt after dress. I'm just like, oh my gosh, how thick is this? How thin is this? Can I see through it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is appropriate. <laughs> so, um, I'm just prepping for what my day was tomorrow. And I was like, Siri, set an alarm for 8.50. <laughs> because I didn't want to get lost standing in my closet like, oh shit, I'm supposed to do a stereo show today. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Um, that was basically my catch-up. Uh, this is Live Mouth Stereo. My name is Shan. That is Greg. Fucking I'm black and bothered. And we are Yo. here to talk about this topic right here. This topic, I brought this topic up. 
this is actually episode seven, but since Stereo is being a duke, we can't get episode six to post episode six anywhere. It's just stuck in Stereo. So if you want to check out episode six, you can. Um, this episode right here, I think, comes up in sometimes podcasting, sometimes relationship talk, um, or what people assume people need in relationship. But um, again, if you want to check out uh, Getting Your Lit Back, episode six, it's in stereo. It's lost in the sauce. But uh, this course. topic right here, parents, love won't come from your mate. Um, I just feel like people got to stop looking for the kind of love their parents give them and people they're trying to be in relationships with romantically. Um, or even friends. Like, your friends are not supposed to love you like your parents would. They didn't give birth to you. They didn't, your dad didn't skeet. You know what I'm saying? They didn't wipe spit out out of their favorite clothes. You didn't fuck up their couch. Like, that type of love is not going to come from your friends. It's not going to come from people you meet that you love their guts. Okay? Um, Greg has a kid and I have two kids, right? And I'm going to tell you right now, I will never love a man I never gave birth to like my kids. Greg is married and I can't speak for Greg, but if I was married, I will never love my husband in the same capacity I love my kids. It's just different. It's not a lesser love is just a different kind of love. And it's a different kind of um, care that you give people that you give birth to compared to people that you just find in life and you build those relationships. And I will never be able to fathom the love my husband might have for his mom or his mom might have for him or his dad, you know, that's different. Okay, I wasn't there from birth to meeting this man in his full capacity as an adult. You know, I wasn't there at conception. So I feel like people have to stop looking for that in relationships because it's going to show differently. And you just sound ridiculous to be like, well, my mom would do it for me or my dad shows up for me like this. So I'm looking for a man to show up for me like my dad. Bitch, that'll never happen. Ever. And that's why I brought up this subject. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can comfortably say, like, sh- still love the wife dearly, love her dearly. Um, but my love for my daughter is completely different from anything else. And somebody would say, oh, like, you know, like, why is it that way? It's like, no, you you always want to love the person you're with or the person you had, you know, your kid with. But when you have, like, children, you in my personal opinion, it's like, you know what, like, it's a little bit different. It's, it's a love that it's like, I can give you all of, I can give you all of me that's not physical. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all, 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 like, my spouse gets all the, the, the physical love. So that, that makes sense. in you know, in the grand scope of things. But when it comes to my kid, it's like, yo, I, like, it's not like I don't, I'm, I'm trying to find the, the word. It's like, for me, having my kid taught me how to actually like to properly love an individual, like, mm-hmm. and 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 that matters to me because I honestly I can't say that 
is true with everything else. My wife included, like my, you know, with her, it's like, all right, cool. Like we liked each other. We started dating each other. We like, we fell in love and stuff like that. And it's like, no, like when your chromosomes are the same as that, that kid and you start seeing like their traits, like character wise, or you just, you realize like, that's a little you, regardless of who they, you know, what parent they look like, like that's a little you. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a different type of love. And I find myself sometimes, I'm like, I'll just pick up Skylar because, you know, she's still small. So I'm still like factoring in the, you know. For now, because that girl is growing. <laughs> like shit. Like, and no, and you're the only person that noticed. I'm like, y'all realize, like, she got legs and she's moving. Like, before, yeah. like, it, it was like a blink. She went from being like a, a a baby to like having an identity and telling me no and stuff like that mm-hmm. and for us to have the pandemic baby it was just like all right cool like we get to spend time with her it was like you know even with the time we spent with her she's grown so much that she has her own independence and that's what makes me like love her even more sometimes i'll, I'll pick her up and i'm just like i just want to hold on to you for a minute and i know i won't get that moment or those type of moments for long but it matters because when I look at my wife, I'm like, I don't go to her for the same things. Like, if I have a bad day, I go and I hold my kid. Or I go and I, like, you know, just play with my kid and just have a moment with her. Or if my wife, I'm like, I have a bad day, I'm like, she's probably had a bad day. I always have to think about the why to her or the, you know, have to figure it out. But with my kid, it's like, they just know for some reason. And that's why, for me, being a parent, I didn't understand it when other people would tell me. It's like, yeah, this love that you have is different. It's going to make you come to the realization of like there's more to life than just you and you have to start you know doing for someone else and honestly until her first birthday is like that first year was a blur because of covid and everything so when her first birthday came up it's like oh my god like i'm a parent to like a one-year-old mm-hmm. and that was cool and well but then like i'm trying to think when was the the time I actually sat down here, I was like in the basement and I was just sitting. I was like, yo, like I have a, a kid upstairs. And I want to say this was, oh, no, you you probably don't remember this episode. This was right around the holidays. And I was talking about Christmas shopping and stuff. And I was running down like a list of all the stuff that I was getting for her. And then I looked at all the stuff I didn't get for my wife. And I was like, yo, like my kid is getting, you know, 20 30 gifts and then my wife is getting like four and Mm -hmm. the the reason why is because you feel as though at least for me i personally felt like my my kid is going to even if she can't remember it she's going to know like there's enough concern and love for her there that you know an adult can fend for themselves like my wife could just up and leave if she wanted to my daughter can't so i just want to instill that like that love that i don't feel like for me as a grown adult, like even with my mom and my father, I don't want to say I didn't experience it, but it was like, I didn't experience it to this magnitude. So I'm like going overboard with the love in a sense. Yeah. It's like, I just, I just want to do more. And even though I'm doing good, I still feel like there's more to do. And that's the beauty of being a parent versus being in a relationship. Because when you're in a relationship with someone, you could be doing your best and they could give a fuck less. But your kids, right. I just feel like they, they know it's like, oh, like, daddy's trying like now mm-hmm. like i've i've striked well i've struck the fear of god in her when she knows i'm like yo do we have to have a talk because i, I don't hit her or i'm trying not to hit her this that mm-hmm. and you know when i tell him like yo do we need to have a talk 
And she's like, no, like, we don't have to have a talk. I'm like, oh, okay. So now we, we've gotten to this point in our relationship now where you know, you know for a fact that, like, you can't do this. You can't act this way. You can't be this way. And she, like, she responds. So I'm like, that's the type of relationship that I couldn't have gotten with my, you know, with my wife because when she wants to do what she wants to do, she wants to do it. But my daughter, she has to go through me. And I think that's, for me, that's why the love is a little bit different. Mm. And I get that. I remember <clears throat> the episode we did um, when you were at your in-laws and, you know, this it was the sound of the dog. It was the sound of the clock. It was the sound of the doorbell. And that's it. And I was like, Greg, your whole life is about to change when she has a baby. And you're just like, oh, that's what I hear. And it's like, ta-da. And I'm just like, oh, my God, look at Skylar. She has feet. She has real feet. <laughs> coming down the slide and she's like real life size and I'm just like man that was fast but I mean that's what happens like um, the reason that was like one of the reasons or the things that were in my mind when I peed on that stick and I found out I was having Anya you know I didn't know Anya was Anya yet but I said two things I said okay now I don't have to worry about a relationship and someone reciprocating my efforts because kids always kids always reciprocate or give back some type of gratitude to what you pour in, right? Now people, they don't, it's like hit or miss. It's like, maybe they'll reciprocate it. Maybe they'll be grateful. Maybe they won't think it's shit. Like that's regular. You chose to do that. I didn't ask you. Kids are not like that. Kids are like, oh my God. My mom is making da 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 tonight. It's amazing. Or let me go hug my mom randomly. Like they they fill in those holes that adults com- completely forget or don't give a fuck about because they got adult shit going on, right? So I yeah. said, okay. I said finally, I'll have someone where I could just pour all my love into, and I don't have to second guess it. And I said, and now my taxes are gonna be nice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like those okay. are the first two things I thought of, and I said, "Okay." And now I got I'm gonna have somebody to go get me shit when I'm in a different room. I said, "This is cool," but kids, kids, um, kids will do that for you. I feel like adults sometimes, depending on how we were parented, the reason why we pour in so much on our kids a certain ways because we try to give our kids what we wanted that we didn't get or a love we needed to feel that we felt like our parents missed out on or or couldn't fill in because of whatever their reason is. And that's fine. But where that gets unhealthy is if we do it overboard for like a son or a daughter and then they go out in the world and just like, I'm not being with no man unless he does what my daddy does for me. And my daddy always says yes. My daddy always makes it happen. My daddy, da, 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 da. That's fine. That's a different type of love from your dad. But just know the average man in today's society is not going up above and beyond like your dad. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of grown women have that huge misconception about I'm not being good to no man until he treats me like my dad. And then, and then men have it too. Like, 
my mom, you know, when I come to see her, she always hugs me. She takes care of me when I'm sick. She comes do my laundry. She makes sure my house is clean. She she always cooks for me. She always asks me what I need because that's your mom. And most moms give their sons the love they needed from a man that they didn't get. Right? So if you go outside as a man and you're dealing with the women of today that work like your mom probably didn't have to work or have a different hustle about them that your mom doesn't have because that's not her, that was never her personality. It's not better or, or worse. It's just that's not who your mom was. You can't be like, yeah. oh, you know, you cool and everything, but I don't see you um, as being with me long term because you don't, you don't wash my clothes, you don't clean up my house, yeah. you don't take care of me when I'm sick. My mom would have took off of work to take care of me if I was sick. Yes, nigga, because your mom yeah. was probably in a space where she could do that. But I have rent that's seventeen hundred. <laughs> And I live by myself because we are not together and I have to go to work. I'm sorry that you're sick. I can uh, Instacart you something, you know what I'm saying? But I can't physically be there. And I think it's very common for someone to marry or be with someone long-term that reminds them of who they spend their longest time in life with, which is their parents, right? And sometimes it could be positive, And sometimes it could be negative. Like sometimes most women go for the man that reminds them of their dad. And what they try to do, good or bad, is they try to love and nurture the parts of the man that they're with to think, okay, if I love him enough, he won't be exactly like my dad. Or I can fix the parts about him that don't. Because you you got to a point that I wanted to talk about right there. Like there have been women that I've like courted, dated and stuff like that, who they wanted to kind of, like you said, like mold or like facilitate a a father to them, but it always Mm -hmm. felt like the father was absent. And the reason why I say that is because these women who were these daddy girls and like even to this day, like as a married man, I see women that are, you know, self-proclaimed daddy girls and it's only two or three times a year. Now, I'm not saying that the father's not in, in their lives and shit, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like you, you want your man to be the replacement of your daddy. The same way a woman would say, you want your mother to be like your girlfriend. I, I've heard this from both sides. And for me being a man, I'm only going to speak about this, you know, when it comes to the women, because I can't speak for how women speak for men. But when I've, interacted with women and they say I want somebody just like my dad I'm like your dad's not really around as much as you think they are like Mm -hmm. yeah your father could be a good dad but the motherfucker's not around for you to actually see the bad elements of him and you'll never see those bad elements and that's that's just always been something that pissed me off was because of the fact that it was a a talking point for a lot of women even to this day like once upon a time clubhouse um, you know, Twitter spaces and stuff like that, there would always be that one person who was like, well, well, my dad does for me. I'm like, if your dad is doing for you at 30, 31, 32, honestly, after the age of when you can no longer be on their insurance, 
they're doing for you and they're not doing for your mother. I'm not saying that their relationship is like strained or anything like that. What I am saying is this, like they're doing for you because they're your parent. However, you're trying to implement that into a relationship with someone who didn't know you for more than a quarter of your life. And that's just like the honest to God truth, unless you went to high school with somebody or middle school, whatever. But when I see women be like, oh yeah, you know, I want a guy just like my dad. My question is, do you really know your parent? Do you know your father? Right. Do you know your mother as much as you think you know them? Because trust me, if I said I wanted a woman to be just like my mom, I would be doomed. Like <laughs> my mom, my mom has her good and great traits, but she has some some traits. I'm like, yo, there's no fucking way. And mind right. you, you know, I know these things because I know my mom. But we we like to talk about our parents in a positive light because like that that's the person who made us and who molded us but just because they made and molded you doesn't mean that you will end up better or worse than they are like you are living your own life but when i see people try to like infer that the person that they're in a relationship with that they're sleeping with the person that they're like courting and dating they should be a little bit more like my dad or i want traits that my dad has like even something as simple as oh, well, you know, I need a man that can change a tire because my dad can change a tire. Well, then go ask your father to change your fucking tire. Why are you asking me knowing that I don't want to change your tire? Now, someone would say, <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're my man, so you're supposed to do that. Well, here's the thing. If you want your man to do that, then he should do that. Yes, if he says no, you shouldn't be comparing him to your father because if you're going to compare him to your father, let's compare the things that your man does for you I'm I'm sorry, compared to the things that your father does for you. And it's a mm. it's a simple like like math problem if you want to ask, you know, ask it that way. I just have always felt really weird when I've when I've heard it cuz I've never heard on my side a guy be like, "Yo, like I I want a, a girl like a, a little bit more like my mom." And I mean, men reason, say it, but but yeah, I feel like a lot of times, what men say it's like servitude. Exactly. It, it's it's not some shit that, like, it's in reference to a relationship. It's more. It's not even a character trait. It's like an action. It's not a, oh well, the the woman that I'm with, like, she had like she has to fuck me this way or she has to do this like that would just be weird in my personal opinion. But yeah. when I see when I see guys say like, oh, like, what's the what's the one that like always bothers me? And it happens every year, like during the summer, like the making the plate thing. Like, I've never heard a guy say, oh, well, my mom would make me my plate at the at the cookout. Why can't you? I've never heard that shit. I've uh, always heard it. Some, some men say that, but I also feel like, and this is a whole mm-hmm. other subject, too, oh, we can oh, talk oh, about. Absolutely. Oh, I feel oh, like I just, I just... people people mix up what mm-hmm. a married man and woman do for each other versus what a boyfriend Bingo. and girlfriend do for each other. Bingo. So let's just get back to the idea of the, the kids and the relationships and stuff like that. Um, my issue when it comes to like this topic is those are people that are a part of your family that have known you for long enough that, yeah, you are their kid. They are your parents we can't like dictate the love for somebody who's been around since you were born or since they were born. Like 
that that's a bond that can't be taken away, regardless of the circumstance. Like you can't walk out on that responsibility. People physically have walked out on it, but mentally you can't. There are a lot of people who are deadbeat parents, mom and dad alike, that have walked away from the responsibilities as a a parent, and they they know they have obligations to the, you know the kids that they have because they they can't run away from that. It's not like the and you know what's so crazy just... about that. Okay. What's so crazy about that point you just made is parents that stayed with their kids at a certain mm-hmm. time or didn't stay, they had that yep. option because that was back when they were, were really grandmas. Yeah. Now, we don't have grandmas to be like, you know what? I want to be a hot girl until I'm 45. I'm going to exactly. just let my mom raise my kids. My mom right now is in a different country, not accepting my phone calls, not accepting her grandkids' phone calls, and she's chilling, and she's minding her business. She's not sitting at a home that she owns that anybody could come to and see grandma. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Like, And without saying too much, I'll say this. So there was was a girl that, like, I used to, like, talk to. I'm friends with her to this day. And, you know, I had to apologize because I didn't understand, like, the scope of what was going on in her life. And it was the first time that I've ever seen it. And I'm, like, 36, right? So I, I almost said almost 40, but I got at least two more years before I have to say that. But, <laughs> yeah. So she goes and she has kids. I'm, I'm assuming she's married um, still. But, you know, she has two kids. She has a, a son and a daughter. but when her and I were talking, she had already had a son, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say already, meaning like this kid should technically be in like high school, maybe college at this point. And mm-hmm. what what tripped me out was I was out at a bar and I was like looking through her Facebook and I was like, oh, there's no photos of like the, the kid that when her and I were talking, this kid is there, right? Like, like all this shit was just like scrubbed from her life, right? And yeah me i wasn't trying to be an asshole but i messaged her i was like oh like you you know when you and i were talking this was over a decade ago this was what like 11 12 13 years ago mm-hmm. and when her and i were talking i know she had a son the son had to have been at least five six years old i was like i never see your son in these fo- i never see your son in these photos so i messaged her and like she left it on red for like three days. So then I was like, okay, I must have touched a, you know, a touch red like, flag, subject, right? Red flag. Yeah. So I went and I was like, hey, I apologize if I said something wrong. Like I, I don't know like how you feel about that situation. She's like, yeah, it's a really touchy subject. And what I con- what I concluded was that there were one of three situations. One, like you know, there was something that had happened to her son, and I was like, okay just don't want to, you know, bring that up. Number two, there was a situation relationship-wise where she, you know, she no longer has access to the son because that happens. Like, sometimes the mom may just be in a situation where the dad has custody and he's like, hey, no, you can't see the kid. Completely understandable. I can understand why it was a touchy subject. And I'm only bringing up these three scenarios. I'm sure there's 17 others, but that's that. And then the third and the final scenario, which... I thought about, and I was like, yo, like, this is why, like, you know, when you brought up the subject, I was like, I wanted to talk about this specifically, was 
she has a whole new family. And so she, she doesn't acknowledge she, the, the her son. No, I don't. I don't want to say that because I, I don't want to be rude and say that she doesn't acknowledge her son. What I'm, what I'm concluding to is, she knows that her son is there, but her son sees that she has a new family, oh. and the the son keeps their distance. Kind of like, hey, like you you started anew, and you you know you may be over there with your new family, but I'm still here. And as a result, they keep their distance. Because again, remember I said they're a little bit older. These kids, like the newer kids or her newer two kids are between like the ages of like, I'd say maybe seven and 11, seven and 12, if that. And this new, the previous kid has to be maybe like 15, 16 years old. And it, it, it bothered me because I was like, I know for a fact that, like, you have another son. Like, I, I know this. Like, in my heart, I was like, okay. And, Greg like, said, show me in... the baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought I was living in a time loop for a second because I'm like, I, I remember when we talked once upon a time, like, you had a kid. Like, I know this. But what I also knew was, like, to kind of respect your boundaries because you never know what happens with somebody's relationship. So I just wanted to, like, give her grace when it came to that. It just kind of hurt my heart because I was like, yo, like, I, I may have offended her and I didn't try to offend. It was just like, I was completely, like, ignorant to this, the sentiment. And, like, tying it back into, like, parent love, it's like, for her, I'm sure she still loves her kid or, you know, her, her son, just like she, just as much as she loves her other two kids. It's just relationships. Like, sometimes they don't work. You can still love the person that you made kids with because... He, the you know the product of that relationship or whatever the case may be but mm -hmm. it's never going to change how you feel or how you care about that kid so I, I sat back for like three or four days and i was like you know what like you know when her and i like we see each other again like then there'll be a discussion that we have but for now i was i was kind of fucked up because i was like yo like in the back of my head i know for a fact that that like that original kid is there and it felt like family matters when uh what was her name? When Judy just went upstairs and all of a sudden she just never came back. Like that, that's, that's how it felt. But you know, I, I know I know she's not that type of person. It just kind of like blew me. But again, going back to like parent love, and I'll just go back to like I guess myself for a moment. I don't want to like gloat about it, but when it comes to me, for example, when just comes home, and I, I caught myself doing this, and it's not me doing it maliciously. Like, mm -hmm. her and the baby will come home, and I'll instantly go to the baby. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, she'll come mm -hmm. to me, she'll be like, hey, daddy, and she'll run to me, or I'll go to her. I'll give her a hug and a kiss and everything. And then, you know, after I've, like, settled in, I'll go to Jess, and I'll, you know, do the same thing. But for me, that, that parent love is a little bit different because, like, yo, like, this is a, this is a, uh, like, a forever relationship. We can't change this shit. <laughs> and even if you change it, regardless of the distance, like I feel now what I'm sure my mom and my dad felt when they realized that like, yo, like you're my kid and I'm your parent. Like I'm going through that phase now because I, I don't want, I, I want my baby to grow up and everything like that. I just don't want her to forget that like that love is still there. And that's why I do so much just so, her, you know, 
now while she's two and she'll probably never really remember every single moment but i want her to remember certain moments but like okay every moment that i do remember was a positive one and i think that's what like that parent love comes into play that's why you try to like overlove your kids let them know like oh like i i love you the the most the person that you're with the person you had a kid with it's like yeah like i care about you and all like yeah but the thing is we'll remember both the good and the bad we just can't remember when it happens it'll just be like spur of the moments kids memories are like sponges they just see and hear everything so it resonates with them more and i think that's why for me like my parent love for my kid is just so like i don't say different but it's just like it's so strong because i know everything i do is just to kind of like hone in to the fact that i'm a good parent a good father for her so i'll, I'll, I'll land there I mean, all of that is is true. And a lot of people think, oh, they're a kid. They won't remember. I remember a lot of details about who my parents were as a child that has shaped me in a way of I avoided certain people because of what I saw. I avoided the idea of marriage because the marriage that I saw was unhealthy. And I'm just like, I don't want that. So now I'm in my mid-30s. I'm still, some days I'm just like, oh, that would be cool. And some days I'm just like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially today, because if you look at the wrong type of marriage, it'll completely throw you. If you look at a very loving, healthy, oh, my God, if he actually or she actually has, like, a teammate type shit. I love seeing older married couples that can completely be themselves and not look that side-eyed like that shit is amazing but you got to be exposed to healthy people loving another healthy person to start building in your mind what you want your relationships to look like because if you don't see it it's, it'll shape your character uh indirectly and sometimes without you knowing, because you might do things and have a mannerism with people that you're just like, I don't know why I do that. You do that because you've seen this done a certain way for so many years that you think this is how you do it or this is how you avoid what you saw because you hated it so much. So for me, what I refuse to do is be the partner that is in a romantic relationship trying to build with someone but I still have to play parent to my mate. I'm not doing that. Um, some people say um, women are like striving to meet a man that's done already or, or something to that level. And I feel like nobody's ever done. And when I say done, like you have no problems, you're perfect. Uh, your character's perfect. Financially, you're good and you're set. Um, you're kind, you're loving. You have no dents and no scratches in your experiences in life. You're not going to meet that person. I understand that. But what I will not do is pursue someone that has not began their work or someone that hasn't come to the realization that, oh, I have work to do with myself or something about me is not all the way ready for this relationship that I claim I want. And I just feel like you have to grow up. You know, my mom married my dad and his coldness was like her mother, right? 
and her father ended up uh, marrying her mom and her coldness was like his mother. And what they both did is they tried to love it out of them, right? And what ended up happening is my grandparents had 11 children and my mom, even though they were, and, and my grandmother, even though they were married, my grandfather worked away from the home for months. So she basically ended up being cold, brash, not loving, and showing that to 11 kids. And then those 11 kids went on and had four to five kids. And so and when my point is, if you don't take care of your shit and you go for the person that reminds you of your parent and they had shit that they didn't take care of and you're not around to balance that out in front of your kids, you end up producing a whole nother generation that's not taking care of their shit. You know, so that's why it's important to pick someone to have a child with that's going to be around your child to display certain characteristics so your child could be a better human being. You're Shan. <laughs> the other half of Greg on Loudmouth Stereo. Just want to let you guys know that we did update the Loudmouth Stereo Shop hoodies and shirts and stickers and a whole bunch of goodies for you. So we appreciate you subscribing. You are the only group of people getting this audio here. Uh, you can find us on YouTube this episode but that's the only way non-subscribers will catch this and um yeah thank you for subscribing and don't forget to check out the loud mouth stereo shop now let's get into the episode hey sis if you don't like getting attention at the gym or while running errands you might want to skip this ad but if you're like me and love to be asked, where did you get those leggings? Or that hoodie is cute, where did you get it from? Well, then let me tell you about 1977 Hustle Lane. 1977 Hustle Lane is where fly gear and dope culture live. From your leggings to your tanks and of course to your hoodies, they will always have you feeling and looking your absolute best. So stop what you're doing and go check them out at www.1977hustlelane.com on Facebook at 1977 Hustle Lane or on Instagram at 1977 Hustle Lane. I promise you won't regret it. And they all thought that they could love um, the warmness into somebody and you can't do that if somebody doesn't realize they have some shit with them that they need to fix. So I just refuse to step into a relationship like that for me. So people are just who they will always be. For me, character-wise, if they're not already working on it. Um, I don't feel like coach you got something to say for that. Oh no, I'm agreeing. I'm sitting here, I was on mute for a second, but I was like, Yeah, now nah, I had to get off mute because I was like, nah, she preaching. But people, <laughs> people I don't I don't believe in codependency. I don't think like codependency is cute. Like, um, a lot of my friends would be like, You too, you know, independent, you need to act like you can't do something even though you can do it so a man can feel like a man. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not going to have a flat tire. That's a great example that you made. I'm not going to have a flat tire and then blow my kid's dad's phone up wherever he is in Atlanta and be like, can you come fix my flat? No, I'm going to be uh, resourceful. I'm going to call who I know that's closest 
to help me with a flat tire. You don't even have to know I had a flat tire unless I chose to tell you at the end of the day, because who I know will help me come take care of it. Right. And I think this whole idea that um, emotionally and physically you have to be able to um, stand up is very important for yourself. And I think two ready, able, and willing people deserve companions. But one ready and able person should not seek out somebody just like, oh my God, I can't pay my phone bill. Oh my God, I have a flat. Well, oh my God, I have all this laundry that needs to be washed and I ain't got time. Oh my God, I gotta get to this job. I'd be late because the bus. I'd be late because my car needed this. You be late because you don't fucking like your job. You're not prepared. You don't get up in enough time and you don't give a fuck. And a lot of times people have all these fucking excuses about why they can't and why they're late and why their job is giving them a hard time because you don't fucking want to be there and it oozes out in everything you do pertaining to getting there and being at that job. Like for me, I haven't liked any of my jobs since 2012. It is 20 fucking 23. But you would never see my work at any of my jobs and then be like, oh my gosh, she's a horrible worker. Let's fire her. No. They can't fire me because I'm just because I don't like a job. I'm not going to do shitty work and I'm not going to treat people like shit. Like that's a, that's a choice that you make, you know? And I don't want to fix a man's mommy and daddy issues that has never been addressed. I'm not saying we don't all have mommy and daddy issues, but I feel like you do a disservice to somebody that you claim that you care about or you love by getting into a relationship with them to build and you haven't mm-hmm. you haven't began to uh, just work at your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if I was yeah. in, to get in a relationship today, I could easily sit down with that man and be like, okay, let me tell you the cons about me. Is this, this, and this. I have an issue with this, this, and this. Okay, we got that out of the way. Let me tell you my pros about me. And a lot mm. of people today are so quick to be like, I don't understand why I'm single because I'm this, this, and this. Everything's great about me. I'm a bad bitch. Blah, 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 blah. Tell me about your cons. It's crickets. Nobody, was, nobody will ever tell the reason why people can't tell you their cons is because nobody's told them about their cons. Like, if they've heard something from somebody before, then it's They think be they're haters. Okay. Yeah, oh, every, I, I've never understood, Shan, like, how everybody has these phantom-ass haters. It's like, oh, oh, they just hating. Who the fuck We can't all they? be haters. Who, who, your who best, your no. best friend should be able to be like, Greg, yeah. you're fucking up. But... Oh. I want to be the one to tell you you're fucking up because I care about you being better. Some that people will listen. Some people will look at the best friend like that and be like, oh, why are you switching up on me? Why are you hating on me? I've had friends that are older than me by 10 years be like, oh, how are you going to say that? You lost a best friend. Fuck you. Good riddance. Da, 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 da. Cool. So? So? Cool. Fuck you. I can't like, help you accept the reality that you have ways about you that you need to make better. 
Listen, I can't be in anything but winning situations. I know that sounds crazy to say. I know it makes me sound like I'm an asshole, but here's the thing. When it's you put real. yourself around, yeah, when you, so, let me hold on. Let me, how can I say this properly? Give me, give me like five seconds to break this down because this might end up being a clip as well. So here we go. When you surround yourself with losers, you aren't a loser. You're just a winnable loser. Somebody will be like, what the fuck does that mean? You're winning by hanging around with fucking losers, but you are also in tune with being a loser because you keep hanging out with them. So somebody's like, what the fuck does that mean? I'll clarify. When you hang around with losers, you don't really know that they're losers because you're doing better than them. You're in a like a, a different like status than them. I used to be that guy. I found out that I was hanging out with a loser. And I had to tell them, I was like, yo, like, this, this shit, it's not a winnable situation for us. Like, people are looking at us like, oh, this is different. Some of you say the same thing about Q. Like, oh, Q, he got a lot of shit going on. I'm like, yeah, but Q is in, he, he ends up winning more than he loses. So, for me, I put that in the winning bracket. Like, sometimes I absolutely, like, I tell Q, I'm like, yo, cut the fucking dreads, do this, this, and this, and this, and this. But you know what? He's always in a winning situation. Meanwhile, there are people that someone will say, oh, they're doing better than Q in a losing situation. And when I say losing situation, they are fucking losers. Absolutely fucking losers. And, you know, in personality, in just like... Oh, no, we lost them. Hold on. Okay, you so back? Clearly, yeah, so clearly stereo don't like when I'm telling the truth, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but ba- basically there's this. Um, I, I've been in a lot of situations where I've been surrounded by losers and I thought that I was a loser myself. And the only reason I wanted to stay in the situation or I wanted to stay around is because I'm like, oh, those are people that I care about. Sometimes you have to kind of like evacuate a situation or to be absorbed into that situation. It's like a, a fucking vacuum. Like you ever like vacuumed over like some dirt and you're like, there's always that one piece of dirt or lint or some shit like that. And it just won't get picked up by the vacuum. It's not cause the, the, the lint is like resilient or anything like that. It's like, Oh, like, no, it, you know, it picked up the shit that was easier to pick up. I, I see that when it comes to like relationships and friendships and even like parenting and things like that. Like, I just don't, ever want to be the the easy lint or the easy dirt it's like now nah, you're gonna have to fight for me to kind of um like just just to pick me up because as, as somebody who considers himself a winner like i've had to tell myself that i'm a winner enough to know that i'm winning at shit but there are a lot of people shane who the reason why they're losing is because nobody's told them how to win i don't know if that's like the best like way of saying that but it's what I was told. I guess that's the best way to like put that. So like, yeah, the only way you'll learn how to win is not by winning consecutively or just like continuing to win, but just like honestly, just being around a winner. Like you, you thrive better when you're in good company. But for me, I just like when I see you, I see Drake, Baylor, like the whole like Podfam group. I'm like, these are people that we never like met before. We've never been in a situation where we've ever 
like had to sit down and had a round table. I'm like, okay, these are our livelihoods and this is what we want to do in life. It's like, no, we do that on a daily because we see ourselves as winners. We just now, it's like, you know, it's five people who consider themselves to be winners that are all collectively joined up together as a group. They're like, all right, we're a group full of winners versus people who kind of like self-doubt. To me, they're losers. If you self-doubt yourself and you put yourself in a bubble, then guess what? Like if you're around a whole bunch of self-doubters, in my head, you come off as a loser. I know that sounds fucked up, but it's the hard realization that I hope that people realize. Like just call a thing a thing. If we did that more, we would have less people in relationships they didn't want to be in. We would have less I'll shut up. I'll shut up because I'll, I'll go on for another 10 minutes with my list. So I'll be quiet. But yeah. You said a lot. <laughs> you said a I, lot, I but good shit. Um Okay, this is how I this is how I break it down for me, right? You have to do your work. So before you meet who you believe deserves goodness, do your work. I'm 35 now, and 10 more years, I'm going to be 45, right? 10 more years after that, 55. 10 more, 65. 30 more good years is my aim. So when you said you can't be on no losing team, you only want to put yourself in wins, that's what it means. It means, like, I have come to a realization of my estimated time, especially as a black man. (laughs) Okay. I have come to a conclusion based upon the 35 years I already lived, how I want to live bare minimum my next 30. So my filter has to be better. So I'm expected to lose people who don't want to get on board. I'm ready for that. It's, it's, it's so damn near impossible for somebody to touch my feelings at 35 because in order for you to touch my feelings that must mean that you've gotten so close and i've been so invested in you that i see you as fucking family as like someone that i need ultimately and cannot leave my life type shit and it's rare that I have ever let somebody get that close where I'm just like, I'm going to take all your horrible shit just to have you around. It's rare that I'm going to do that. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. So I only have the, the tenacity to have 30 more good years with good people. Okay. I am taking care of my body in a way where my fridge is boring as fuck. All right, I showed a story of my fridge. It's pure veggie juice on the bottom and three containers of watermelon because it's hydrating. And whenever I want to eat something unhealthy late at night, I'm going to get me a cup or a bowl of watermelon. Whenever I need like a quick sweet snack in the morning, I'm going to have me a motherfucking banana. Is it boring? Yes. But am I doing it just for me? No. I'm not. I have two kids and they have one and a half of a great parent when they should be having, I should be able to be like, oh, both of my kids' dads are great and I'm great and we're all healthy and we're not. Okay? We're not. 
both of my kids' dads smoke. And none of them are athletic. Okay? I don't know. And I said this to my cousin, too, because she just called me yesterday and she was like, I got plant plantaritis in my uh, foot. What is that? And I'm just like, girl, that's basically your body saying, hey, bitch, you've been on your feet too much in your life. You, you're overweight and you're not eating healthy. And now all of your water is retaining in your body, in your foot. And your foot is going to be swelling when you're on your foot too long. That's what that is. So she was like, well, what am I supposed to do now? I am so tired of people being an afterthought to them to themselves. Why can't we be proactive so we don't get to a point where now I need to fix it? Why can't we be proactive before you get to a point where your lungs are functioning at 35 capacity? Why can't you get to a point where you be like, oh, you know what? My cough is getting thicker, harder heavier in my chest. I can't run a mile with having, having to stop after 45 seconds. That's a problem. Like we really have to think about, yeah, it's good to get out here and get this money, get this money. But are you, at what point in the day are you allowing your, your, your heart to pump through blood throughout your body? Is it at the end of the day, after you leave the bar and you get drinks? Is it is it early in the morning? Is it midday? Like what at what point in your day are you making time for yourself? And I can't say I want my next 30 years to be great while talking to a man that hasn't seen his dick in six months. Oh no. Hello. Or talk or, or talking to a man that, oh, you know, I gotta go to the best steakhouse every week. I be here every week. They know my name. Oh, I got to go to the butcher. Um, diabetes doesn't come from sugar. It comes from eating meats that sit in the body and produce glucose. Mm. And if you're not even a sugar eater and you eat hella rice with all your meals, that's fucking sugar. Bingo. Like, let's let's be real. And And everybody just like, you know what? I just, I just have to smoke. I don't even smoke a lot. If you listen and you watch a person on the daily that say, I don't even smoke a lot. They don't think they smoke a lot because of the way they smoke is just out of habit. They're going to wake up. They're going to smoke. They're going to have coffee. They're going to get dressed. They're going to leave the house. They're going to get to a point where they ain't got nothing to do. Oh, let me roll up. The second smoke. Then they're going to get yep. to a point where they're going to meet such and such. <laughs> they were already rolling up. They're going to hit it. Okay, mm. then they got to get to a point where they stressed out in the day because of whatever life they're going to smoke before they go to bed. I guarantee you they're going to smoke. You know it. So stop playing yourself. Every time you meet up with somebody to have a good time, it does not have to involve a drink. Every time you go see people or go eat with people, you don't have to have alcohol. That's a decision. We have to get to a point as people, I'm not just talking black people, we have to get to a point as people where we have to ask ourselves, how come every time we have to celebrate, we ingest something in our bodies that make our bodies worse? Mm. Be honest. 
Why are we celebrating having a great job that's going to make our lives better for the next 30 years by drinking something that's going to make our bodies shitty over a period of time? Wake it up. Why are you having uh, meetings at work going to a, a, a cigar lounge to ingest all that smoke to talk about your uh, your promotion? <laughs> like, that shit, it's, it's... that shit has bothered me to my core. I mean, like, and the only reason I say that is because DC is full of like the hookah lounges and the cigar bars. That's the new thing. Yeah. I'm assuming it's because of the pandemic and shit. And I'm, I'm going to let you get back to the point. I just wanted to like say, like, when you had mentioned that, I was like, yo, you know what? Everybody does do that. Like, their their value of a good time is going out to a place that honestly will ultimately kill you. Like that that's that's what I'm gonna say. I'm just be quiet right there. But like dead ass, I promise you, it is hard for me to imagine how I can be an adult outside among other adults because I don't Mm. drink in public. I drink in my home. I can have three bottles of wine sitting in my fridge for the rest of the year, twelve months, and it's still gonna be liquor in there because I don't drink like that. I don't smoke. So realistically. I go out with people who are adulting out here, especially in Atlanta. Do you need a drink? No. You want to smoke? No. Mm. I end up sitting by myself or sitting there looking like I don't want to be there. When I do want to be there, but I don't I don't do those things. You sound like me. I went out this weekend. Well, this, this previous weekend, I went out with Q and I'll show you the video. People are like, oh, well, like where, where your boy at? Oh, he he's out there, he, you know, smoking his blacks or whatever, and he he's drinking. They like, well, you aren't drinking. I'm like, no, I got my seltzer water. I'm good. What you my <laughs> seltzer water? You drink seltzer water? Like, I'm like, yeah, soda water. They're like, well, what happened? I was like, honestly, I'm just not in the mood to drink. I'm like, well, why'd you come outside? Honestly, the experience, the same fucking exactly. You like, I'm 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 one of those people now, and I I hate it because I I can't tell them the truth. And again, I'm not trying to veer off. This, this is me just saying this. I'm just shut up after this. As somebody who right now is currently not working and you're in the house five days a week, you tend to want to get out of the house and go somewhere and be around someone. And that's coming from the same person who used to tell people all the time, like, hey, I work from home and everything like that. Working from home where you still get to interact with people is one thing. Not working and having no interaction for eight to 10 hours a day it's a little bit daunting, but I went out yeah. and they were like, well, Greg, you don't want to drink and, you know, let's take these shots. I told them, I was like, that's not my goal. And I know it sounds crazy to say that, but my goal when I go out is to enjoy myself. My goal is just that. It's not to have fun. And somebody's like, oh, well, what do you mean? I'm like, honestly, I just like having the experience. An experience doesn't have to be fun. It could just honestly just be what the fuck it is. You got outside, you did something active, and then you went yeah. to monkey ass back home. You're not going and having the, oh, we're going to do this. I've seen more shit in the past, what, month of when I go out on a Friday. I'm like, cute, let's go out. I've seen a lady snort coke off of, you know, out of a fucking $5 bill on a bar <laughs> stool. And I was like, okay, I've seen that. I've seen, I've seen so much shit in the past month, and I was like, oh, this is why I don't go out anymore. This is why I don't go out, but I also enjoy my experiences, right? But 
again, I'll shut up. I'll let you get back to it because I'm, I don't want to veer off. I'm being quiet. Shan, I say on. that. I say that to say, um, <laughs> what adulting looks like for me is so particular that when people be like, how are you, you know, this age and you have this and this going on and you have a great personality and you're not seeing anybody because at my age, you either get very picky and particular and have a boundary or you fall into the trap of settling because you want people to stop to, to stop asking you questions or or seeing you as you're living lopsided because you don't have this. And I already came to the conclusion that no one will love me like my mother. And my daddy, right now, let's be honest, the love that my daddy showed me, I already surpassed with men I've dated. Okay, men I've dated have shown me better love than my dad because the way that my dad was raised when he was seeing what a man does in the household was based upon him being born in 1923. So the way that he thought he was a man was things, ownership, money. It wasn't caring about somebody's feelings. It wasn't um engaging it wasn't showing up it wasn't let me take off so i could take my kids to the doctor my my dad has never taken me to the doctor ever in life my dad has never came to school to see any of my teachers or pick me up my dad has never came to any type of graduation for me my dad was very like you have a house the bills are paid the lights are never off there's water running um your mom can cook for you there's food in there. I did what I needed to do. That was who my dad thought a man was supposed to be. And that's how I show up as a father. I skeeted. She had the baby. The baby's in the house. Boom. Done. And I can't fault him for how he thought he was supposed to be as a father because that's what he saw growing up. Now, for me, I can look at other people who are who I deem to be great fathers because there are a lot of great fathers out here that don't get talked about because talking about the goodness in men is not going to make numbers. It's not going to bring posts. It's not going to get traction. So people just focus on the negativity of fathers and the negativity of men, which sucks. But I feel like who I want as a man, I look in on great men and qualities and great men that I see that I like. I don't focus on what I don't like because that don't matter. So for me, my dad was too prideful, obnoxious, and he was stubborn and he was stuck in his way. And there was nothing that was going to change him because of his age. But I feel like you have to learn about your partner every day in order to be like, okay, this person needs to be here. You have to be ready for your for their shitty days and understand what helps them on their shitty days. And you have to learn how people want to be loved in order to be successful in that shit. And it's not going to be based upon the love that your dad and your mom gave you. It's not going to work. So I don't feel like we should be looking for our mates to love us like our parents because it's not going to happen. It's a goal that is impossible to reach. 
and we just need to make sure that we're checking in with our person about how they see, how they view love. Like, if I wake up every day and I make you breakfast, do you feel like I love you? Yeah. You need to ask them that because you might be go, going overboard doing that shit and they just like, oh, that's nothing. They always do that. That's regular. You, men- you, you mentioned the term love, and I, I, I want to say this, and I'm again, I'm going to try to keep it to two sentences. This is it. Why are people expecting their spouses to have as much love for them as their one parent had for another parent if those two parents don't have love for each other? Now, the reason why I say that is like, yeah, your parents can be together, but they can no longer be in love. I think a lot of people forget that as well. Like, yeah, we're together for the optics. We're not together for anything else. Like, at some point, and I know it's going to sound fucked up, and I said I was going to do two sentences, but I'm doing more. Like, there are a lot of people I know that are together that hate each other. And when I say hate each other, like, we we together because we established this family together, and we're going to stay together. If, if and I can't kill you, so it's not a t- till death do us part. It's a we 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 are fucking together for a reason. There are a lot of families right now that are estranged because of the fact that the parents have decided we're doing this for what the betterment of the kid. And I completely understand that. And is the love still there between them? Absolutely. I I can guarantee the love is still there, but the physicality isn't there. The you know, like what once was is no longer. And it it just really disturbs me when I see people just always saying like, oh yeah, well, you know, I, I want that love my parents had. I'm like, your parents, are not, I won't say they're not together, but it's like, oh, like they can't stand each other. Like you yeah. saying some shit that just like, it just does not exist. And it, it's just always been a talking point for me. Like when I see people say it, it's like, you realize if it don't make sense to me, and I'm not saying I'm an expert at it, but if I'm somebody who's looking from the outside looking in, and you making it seem as like they're perfect, but meanwhile, your father can't come past the porch. <laughs> like, like, you better like, not oh, step oh. on that third step. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, like, your father, when he come to your mom's house, like, guess what? Like, he can only go so far because of one or two things. Either she, she don't want to fall in the trap again and end up saying, you know what, I, I love this nigga. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a show. The Shy. Like, oh my God. Like, God, when's the last time that show's been on? But, like, you know with The Shy, how, um, uh, what's the name? Emirates. So, Emirates, like, mom and dad were no longer together, but they still loved each other, right? Like, they eventually, I'm not going to spoil it, but they ended up, like, hooking up and everything like that. And I'll just let you watch the show for what it is. But, taking that same inference, like, you are, like, Emirates, uh, Everett, or whatever his name is, like you have a mom and a father. They're no longer together, right? They love each other, but you have to ask yourself the question of this. And I'll land by saying, do they love each other because of what they produced in you, or do they still love each other? Like that. that that's just it. That's just no, a sentence. Like this. Is, this is it right here. There's a difference between loving somebody, which I feel like is forever. You can't take it back. Um, versus being in love with somebody. And I feel like we talk about this already. Like being in love with somebody means you see there's current love and there's love that can grow and y'all could build together and can move forward. 
that's being in love, right? Loving somebody means I see who they are. They see who I am. Um, I'm always going to love them, but I physically can't do this with them because we will not work and I have to respect it. My kids' dads, I love them, but I can't physically be with them. I don't see us growing and building in a healthy way together in the way that I would with someone I was in love with. But because they are half of my child, yes, I do love them. Because there is something about them that allowed us to produce and make a human being. There's nothing wrong with loving a person, but to be in love with somebody means there is still a possibility we can do something with this. And I think some people at a certain age get to a point where they're just like, I do love them. I ain't got nobody. I ain't doing shit. Let me spin the block and go back. Try it. See if I can fuck them. Of course I can fuck them. I, I love them. But I'm not in love with them, so I don't know what else to do after we fuck. That right there. That right. You know what? <laughs> like, let me, Jesus. Oh, play, play that voicemail, because I, I feel like they about to say something real prevalent. Hell, at least it wasn't no damn heroin or no damn meth. <laughs> I've seen it all too. Mm. Oh, see, she was talking. She was talking about the the drug aspect and stuff that you were talking about. A lot of so, people in Atlanta be taking using cocaine for fun. DC, oh, DC is the same. DC is the same. Oh, what? My friend was like, this man uh, asked if he could do coke off her ass. And, and she people said, wonder yeah. why I do not go outside. <laughs> and when I do go outside, yeah. it's just one more reason why I will not. When I do go outside, they'll be like, Greg, like, man, you don't really want to do nothing. I'm like, bro, like, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to drink my soda water. And I'm going to just be, be on my type of time. Because you never fucking know with certain people. When I see people in public, like, there was this one thing that I was telling Jess about. And she didn't understand what I meant. And I'll explain it real quick. We went out and there was a guy arguing with a girl, right? And the way that he was arguing, he was way more vocal than she was. Like he was super loud. It seemed obnoxious and shit like that, right? And Jess was like, well, Greg, can you go and like, you know, talk to him and, you know, just make sure everything's good. I told her, I was like, Jess, ain't none of our fucking business. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, just watch. They doing all this shit right now, and it's for optics. They they want people to see them perform. She's still going home with him. It it don't make sense, but it will. Just watch it play out. And she's mad. She's looking at me like, she, now all of a sudden, her and I having an argument. And then she sees that after they realize that people were letting them argue amongst each other, just the two of them, mm-hmm. and just letting it be what it was, they looked around and they realized, oh, like nobody really gives a fuck. It's just us arguing with each other. When they slowed down and they decided they wanted to have a talk instead of yelling at each other, you know what they did? He put her in a car and he went on home. I was like, now imagine me inter- you know, intervening and inserting myself in that argument. That's how people end up getting killed. That's how end up, you know, people getting stabbed, shot. I've seen it myself. 
like some things you just let you have to let people play out and the reason why i'm saying this story is because like when it comes to relationships with just any individual like sometimes like people have to honestly go through it on their own without a third party to kind of like assess it for them because Mm -hmm. the the life the life lessons are the life lessons within like whatever's happening and when you had mentioned it a few minutes ago i was like like this is why I just I stay to myself when I go out in public I just I don't argue with people I just I come and grab my drink I come and grab my food and then I'm the fuck out and the reason why I do this is because you never know what the other person on the other side is doing relationship wise you never know how their relationship is going and you inferring means nothing unless you're a part of that situation now on the flip side of the coin for the people who do know still mind your business because I can guarantee you this Regardless of how much your your friends, your peers, the people you think are your your, your bros and your sis and stuff like that, they tell you about their like their relationships. It's always some shit they're telling you it, but there's something missing. And it's best to just honestly just step back and just watch it be what it is instead of you going and again inferring your own information because then you will be deemed a hater. Do not be that person. Just let them do whatever the fuck they're gonna do. If they fall flat on their face and they blame you for falling flat on their face, the one thing they can't say is you gave them your opinion. Just, again, that's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to shut up. Mm. Well, I'm not what said tonight. I hope y'all get the point. Um, your mommy and daddy will not be in the character of your mate. It might be similar, but they will never love you like that. Stop going to your mom about what's happening into your relationship stop going to your dad about what that man is doing because your parents cannot unhear it and they cannot unsee it and the person you still want to be with and it's just it's not going to work once you spill it it's going to be like oh him i don't want to talk about him or ugh, her why did you have grandchildren with her? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just leave them alone. Um, this is just like a normal PSA from your two favorite podcasters, Greg and Shan on Loud Mouth Stereo. We will see y'all again. Are we doing another show this month? Yes, we're doing another one next okay. week. I, I'm making um, the time. Greg's going to pick that topic. I don't know what that topic is yet. Uh, we're not going to tell you yet, but it'll be right back here on Stereo. Be good, be great, and that's it. All right. See y'all next week, y'all. Peace. Peace. Oh, thank you.